the U.S. education system has been quite possibly in a national crisis for a while now, Francis. What do they really need to do uh, to help guarantee that uh, the people that are graduating from their institutions are going to be useful in business? Once again, we're seeing the impact of the information cost velocity curve on structures. And in this case, it's education. Put very, very simply, we compete as a nation on our position on the information cost velocity curve. All of our comparative advantages, and those of you who have studied economics and remember Ricardo's famous uh, theory on political economy in his great 1817 book, remember that comparative advantage is what makes nations competitive. And not much has changed since Ricardo thought that up. Uh, our comparative advantage today comes from where we are on the information cost velocity curve. Okay, that means that our labor force must be competitive on that curve. And it's not good enough to say that some of our labor force can be competitive. If you run a business, you must be guaranteed by the government, it's the only one that can make the guarantee, that everyone who walks in the door for a job is the best educated person in the world. You have to guarantee that the education that these candidates have is absolutely the best on the planet. You can't have a situation where, as we do today, only people from expensive neighborhoods with expensive schools can do the job. We have a tax system in this country designed to uh, fund unequally. If you're from a rich neighborhood, you get good schools. If you're not, you don't. The information cost velocity curve is unforgiving. In order for us to have our entire economy continually information optimized on the curve, we have to be sure that every person who graduates from an institution at whatever level is at the very best and the very most capable it doesn't matter whether the school is in the middle of the countryside, in the middle of a city, or in the middle of a suburb. Everything should be the same. Standards should be uniformly high. Funding should be equal. Our tax system doesn't do that. What that does is it puts the nation at risk. Because if we can only trickle people, stream them, uh, little bits and pieces here and there, uh, into the highest levels of employment on the information cost velocity curve so that we can, con it means we cannot advance. We need our whole labor force to be positioned that we can advance on that curve. If we cannot advance on the information cost velocity curve, we lose our competitive advantage. We become a diminished power. So simple as that. The failure of politicians to grasp this very simple thing dooms the nation. It dooms the nation. And it doesn't matter whether you jump up and down like Donald Trump and say, make America great again, or you try to focus quietly on, on it like Biden or whichever end of the uh, PR spectrum you're on, there's only one thing that counts, the education of the labor force. That's it.
we've got a variety of bodies and constituents that uh, attempt to address this issue, whether it's an accreditation bodies that uh, supposedly govern different education institutions. We've got uh, the lawmakers who, in many cases, as we talked about earlier, may not have the will or the knowledge to fix these issues. Um, at a high level, what, what do you think could be some methods? Is it uh, more accreditation? Is it some sort of completion exams? What might be some high level solutions uh, that could uh, get a little bit closer to a guarantee that people are ready uh, when they're finished with their degree? We have a systematic problem in the United States, which is that we adore, worship and love deeply end of pipe solutions. So for example, you'll have a lot of university professors who complain that the incoming graduates from high school have to be re-educated just to get themselves to where they should have been when they left high school. They have all of these kind of makeup courses and so on. We have all kinds of very complex quota systems. <clears throat> For instance, if you go to a university in the United States, you have no idea on what criteria you will be admitted. There are special quotas and criteria for all kinds of things like uh, legacy. Did your parents go to the same school? <clears throat> How much money you have? If your parents donate and create a big gift to the school, does that get you in? Uh, do you have a racial or ethnic quota or something else that gets you in? A regional quota, perhaps you're from the country and not the city and maybe that gives you an advantage or disadvantage, who knows? So by trying to fix these things at the end of the pipe, we don't have a system at the beginning of the pipe. So that means that we start to talk about, um, should we have more of this kind of accreditation or that kind of accreditation? I come from a country where everything was based exclusively on marks, that's all. As a matter of fact, on our uh, university applications, uh, we were given a number to hide any kind of identity. <laughs> so there was no, no, no one knew uh, who you were, what you looked like, nothing, where you came from. And it was just your marks. I think the school principal was allowed to write one five line paragraph <laughs> on you. No external activities were allowed to be considered. It didn't matter what you did. Um, it was marks only, end of discussion. And in addition, the funding was equal so that we had a system where every student in every school was funded equally, regardless of where that student came from, where the school was, it didn't matter. So the United States, I think, needs a completely new system I don't think we can start layering on uh, different forms of accreditation. We've seen lately, for example, this business of whether or not SAT scores should be uh, accepted or used uh, and endless discussions about things like that. Um, I've seen students apply for university with pages and pages of stuff and I can't imagine how relevant it is because there's not a single school mark on it. I mean, you could be a good stamp collector and end up getting into a university for, <laughs> sounds crazy, but it, so uh, 
I think we have to understand that the information cost velocity curve dominates. We must compete on that curve. We must get to a rigorous system of equal taxation on a national level. You know, right now, your schools are funded by your town with some makeup money from your state, depending on where you are. And uh, you live in a rich town, you've got a rich school. Um, you pay gigantic taxes. You live somewhere that doesn't have that kind of money, you may have trouble funding textbooks. This has got to stop. This is killing the nation. Indeed. And it's, uh, I'm sure, a topic we will revisit again. Uh, maybe in a future podcast, we can talk a little bit about pricing, because I think that has a, a huge impact on it as well. For more of our insights, check out other episodes of our podcast at futurecreators.simplecast.com. Thanks, Francis. Thanks, Robert.